0: Stars. This is L O L, the love of literature with me, shri and Jay. Welcome to the next episode.
1: Hello, uh, Anulal. Thanks for agreeing to be our I mean guest uh, for the session in uh, uh, love of literature. Uh, it's not love for literature. You must be wondering what is love of literature. And Dania has uh, explained uh, that uh, every one of us love literature, but uh, not every one of us is loved by literature. So uh, so that's the explanation she gave. Uh, Thanks for coming to the discussion. Mm We're going to have a very nice, uh, um, you know, so many topics that we are going to touch upon and... uh, we are excited to, to have you because your uh, your research topic is very um, unique. Uh, so, um, thanks for coming. Um, over to Danya, please.
0: Yeah, uh, I would like to introduce Mr. Anula. He's one of India's leading short story writers. He has written three books of short stories, one novella and three anthologies. His stories, poems and articles are also published by various national and international journals. Uh, We would, uh, we are very happy, Jay and I are very happy to invite you on this uh, podcast in our second session of our uh, LOL and we think you are, we were waiting for a person like this, you know, for us to kickstart the session with with just more than just someone who can write but who has insights about the, you know, uh, BTS, like the behind the scenes of writing. So this was what was our aim with LOL i think you are one of the right people for us to have contacted and to have gotten yeah. to the thing. Yeah.
1: the publishing side of uh, the the book making uh, okay um, let's begin with a with a basic question Anulag. Uh, how was it to hold your first book and uh, Uh, what it means to you, uh, you know, getting the first book published. It must be a few years back. You can share with us. uh, For uh, aspiring um, uh, writers, it might be something, you know, uh, to look forward to. Um, Can you please uh, share with us that moment?
2: First of all, let me express my gratitude and joy in being part of love of literature, community being part of your lovely, wonderful new venture. Uh, being a who has been connected with literature from a very early age, I feel privileged to be, uh, finally, I'd say, be part of something like this, which has um, not just a local in, uh, impact, but also an international impact. Because being an online uh, platform, being an online uh, show or podcast, This is going to definitely impact a lot of people, writers and non-writers as well. So coming back to your question, what it felt like holding my first book in hand, it was a unique experience. Not because I was holding the proverbial baby uh, in my hands, but because I was uh, victorious in, in finally getting... A few of my short stories uh, unified and published in the form of a book. It was a long effort. It was a very personal effort. It was, in fact, uh, an adventurous effort. My first book was self-published. It was published through the, uh, the self-publishing platform called CreateSpace, which was created by Amazon. And... Um, I was one of the early exponents of that area in India, actually. Wow. But no one really bothered about pre space in India because the books published through pre space were priced um, in unreachable numbers. You would have to price your book above a 1,000 and more rupees, Indian money, Indian currency, uh, if you have to match with their standards, which was uh, next too difficult next to impossible for an Indian author if he wants to sell his books in India. But still I was fortunate that I got some readers, not in India, not in India, actually. Surprisingly, I got my readers from America, from Canada, from England, from places like that, Australia, places like that. So I was fortunate in that sense. And uh, I also got uh, suggestions and uh, New ideas from my readers. They were very responsive to my uh, interactions as well. So it was, it was a good start for me. And uh, even then, there was one problem. Even after publishing my book, getting my book, getting my book out in printed form, I wasn't able to get a physical copy in my hands. Because I didn't have a credit card or debit card that could do international <laughs> transactions and oh, back then I had to go to you know Create Space did not have did not permit Indian debit cards to you know uh transact in them. I did have an SBI debit card, but it did both. So my cousin was in the US back then. Even now he's there. So I asked him to send me a copy.
0: Oh. Uh,
2: Purchase a a copy and send it to me. His wife was coming back home back then. So he bought a copy, gave it to her. She brought it back via plane. And I waited all those months for her to get back finally and get a copy in my hand. It was an arduous wait. It was a period of wait. It was... Uh, like a culmination of a long
1: day. this is a unique story to hold a book <laughs> first book but it was printed in in the west you can't get yeah. a copy you had to wait for it it's an interesting I thought it was a simple question but
0: it has so much been <laughs> interesting. interesting so we understand that the wait should have been organizing right the wait for the book to reach your hand your oh. own book to be in your hands should that way should have been very agonizing. <laughs> yes. <Yeah,
1: laughs> yes. Yeah. So yeah.
0: Uh, I, I wanted way to way. ask you something. We, I wanted to ask you if your um, yeah. background in literature, like you being a literature student and you being a professor in literature, has that played a part in your writing or has it been a hindrance, you know, like, because you must have read so many books. And for you to not be touched by those ideas or not even by the slightest way be influenced by those ideas to know, must have been a little bit tougher.
1: Anulal, you can answer the question.
2: thank you so much for this question because uh, it's a very important question yes. and uh, not many people ask these questions these days even the first question that you asked how did you feel after holding your first book everyone presupposes an answer to that question everyone says it's like something like that you know like a there is a, a answer for that. but it's not the same in in my experience even the, the, the this question also i'd like to say that um, my journey was quite the contrary. I became an English teacher. I became a student of English literature because in the first place, I started exploring stories and literature and started writing. But I wanted to learn how to do this. And uh, during my student's, student days, I did not know that a course existed which was called creative writing in English. So I, had, I thought that I have to study BA English or MA English. I have to do a master's in English in order to get... An understanding of how stories worked, how novels worked, how literature, worked, how poetry worked, you know. So that is uh, that is the impetus that drove me towards PA or uh, my graduation and post-graduation in English literature and uh, my being a teacher. Because inevitably you end up doing some professional activity in order to earn a living because books cannot always guarantee you a living. So <laughs> that is the reason why I'm a teacher now. Mm. So it's on the contrary. Yeah. So in that sense, teaching wasn't a hindrance. It was in fact a supportive element for me. It supplemented my journey as a writer. It provided me a steady income, oh, okay. which most of the most of the authors also would want to understand. You know, you yes. have to have a steady income in order to pursue a career in writing because career in writing is not for money. It is a career in writing is for the career in writing. You don't have. You can't trade it for anything else. Yeah, Probably you can, but at the end, if you trade it for money or for anything else, you better forget about it because you are not going to, you know, replace it with anything else completely. You always have to have that fear of losing your money or something, even if you are a full-time writer. So you have to have a parallel income. So that is why I'm a teacher. So it supplements my, my uh, journey as a writer. But sometimes definitely I get bogged down by responsibilities as a teacher responsibilities as a even when i was you know doing that uh that uh, tragic phase of phd of mine which i couldn't complete i was bogged down certain certain times i do feel bogged down i do feel weighed down by the by the course that um that the formal literary studies would take me but still i find inspiration uh sometimes somehow i find inspiration and all those experiences come back to my writing. So, I've written a novel which I haven't published yet, uh, my first novel, which is about a PhD student, a research scholar who has written a book using Create Space, which becomes a bestseller. That is oh. the basic storyline <laughs> of that novel.
1: Your <laughs> own story, your story, <laughs> Your
0: story? Exactly, yeah. It was part of it.
1: Talking of uh, creativity, uh, you as a teacher, I want to ask you something. What's your take on um, creativity uh, instilled? Can it be instilled or should should it be there and you can only nurture it? Um, uh, What do you believe in? You must have seen many people, many students under you uh, who are naturally creative. In my opinion, uh, creativity should be there within, which can be nurtured, uh, but uh, it cannot be thrust on someone who's not creative. Uh, This is my opinion. You can talk about it because you know more students. Uh, Can you tell us uh, about that?
0: I
2: think I do believe in the same uh, idea. That uh, creativity is like an inborn sort of thing. Uh, I mean, it's like a it's like a bone in your body. You have to be born with it. You know, like you have to have that that bug. But again, you know, you you can personally. I feel that uh, there are moments in my life when I feel. I, I don't know if other authors also feel this way. People say writers block and all that. There are moments of writer's block when I feel that uh, techniques help me. you know. Techniques which means uh, you have some uh, habitual things that you can do. Some tested and proven methods that you can adopt in order to um, bring yourself to write something extraordinary from an ordinary event. In order to let you find a story from an ordinary, from a regular event. There are some patterns and set things that may not be creative to you personally, but may appear very creative to a reader and another person. So creativity, I think, is not uh, much about the subject, not much about the individual, how he perceives it. It is also about the individual, but it is not entirely about the writer alone or the artist alone. It is also how the spectator views it, you know. For example, uh, Point in space, a dot in space might not be very creative for an artist, but for a spectator, all of a sudden that simple dot in blank space might make a lot of sense, might make a lot of meaning. It depends on what perspective the spectator is taking. So, in my point of view, creativity cannot be taught, it has to be informed. But at the same time, we can um, uh, equip the students to handle situations like this in life where they need to be a little bit creative. In order to have a smooth, um, you know, um, way with things, or in order to have a better, um, better situation in life, sometimes you have to be a little creative in order to come out of a difficult situation or to tackle an emotional event. It's not just for writing or so to create a piece of art; it is also to tackle life so that we need
0: creativity yeah Uh, we would like to know how you transitioned you know like you have written short stories you've written a novella you've written an anthology and you are now writing a novel was this like transitional did you go from short stories and slowly you built it up and it became a novella and then now you have got an idea which could be stretched into a novel or was it just very organic did you just go with the small idea whichever whichever idea came to your mind you just ran with it
2: exactly uh, i went from short narratives from short stories to novels it was a, a long process it took a lot of time for me because i started writing i think when i was at the fifth standard short stories and then i uh, short stories were too long for me back then i couldn't focus on them i found some issues with my stories which i couldn't fix i didn't know what i lacked that was my earliest memory of me, myself being a writer. I lacked something I knew, but I didn't know what. So I started writing poetry oh. and I felt good about myself <laughs> when I wrote poetry. And I, I continued writing poetry uh, until probably I started doing my post-graduation. And during my post-graduation days, I realized that this is where I can reach in my literary studies. I could uh, flip through all these um, major theories or the methodologies everything, the canons everything I've covered so now it's the time to move on to short stories that is when I moved on to confidently move on to short stories and gradually um, short stories became longer novella was an organic process but novel was a conscious process I wanted to write a novel and uh, I have to mention Orhan Pamuk's Naive and Sentimental Novelist a book that I read on train when I was doing my um, handicapped PhD, Uh, when one day I was coming back home from my university, I read this book on train, uh, which is titled Naive and Sentimental Novelist. That book literally gave me the confidence to move on with my novel. I I had an early idea. I had written a few chapters, but I didn't know where to go. So reading that book, Gave me the confidence, so gradually I stepped into writing novels. And uh, uh, this novel is already completed. Uh, the present title that I gave it gave it was uh, something that I don't want to discuss right now, or <laughs>
1: <laughs> <that>
2: <laughs> with <laughs> the publisher, respect, oh.
1: respect. you shouldn't, you, do, so, you. you don't have to. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> Um, I think um, I came across in your website that you conduct uh, workshops, creative writing workshops. So um, have you uh, come across any uh, promising potential Um, and um, how do you spot your uh, potential aspiring, I mean need not be an aspiring writer, but you can feel this, he has got, she has got the potential and uh, in such a scenario, what do you do um, to to really tap out the best out of the person?
0: Um,
2: I've conducted uh, workshops on creative writing uh, and I have uh, seen students of uh, varying capabilities, especially when you uh, focus on creative writing alone. Uh, But um, sad to say, or should I say ironic, I found, I remember this one student of mine who wasn't from any literary background, was um, doing um, a technical course, a course, a diploma, sorry, a degree course in electronics, Mm. electronics engineering. And uh, this student of mine, that I cannot even imagine anyone having in the present literary scenario, but the student is married off. She's leading a family life right now. She has completely left literature, even reading books, I believe. I suggested a few books to her during that period when I knew her. So this is one of the one of the ironies, one of the tragic ironies of uh, uh, of um, the way we many treat our adults. students. Many of have potential. Many are many are brilliant writers, and when I read some of the new Indian writers in English, I feel at a loss for words of how much talent we lost during this, you know. Process of education because education itself, in most cases, kills off the, the person's.
0: <laughs>
2: That's one of the examples that I would like to cite or the student of my I don't want to mention her name because it could be a problem. It is uh, such a tragic loss, I believe. And you what do you, what I usually do is um, when I, when I locate a person who can do writing, who can create something with words. I try to give them, I try to show them opportunities, give them some context, some exercise, something after which, you know, they'll create something, they'll write, or sometimes they just go for the normal thing, the normal expression of something. I give them, for example, the context, a situation, and they write about something, uh, about that situation or a person, something, and in some cases, I find some creative uh, aspect in that writing. And then I suggest some books to read because reading, I believe, is the first um, educative step that you can take towards uh, nurturing the creative writing capabilities of an individual. You have to be a good reader in order to be uh, a writer, you know. So what I do is when I when I spot somebody, when I find someone, uh, I try to give them exercises on writing and I try to suggest some books. which are related to their kind of their style of writing that is what i do and by reading them reading those books they come up with new ideas you know that is how i do it and i also suggest them social media sites which can help uh, them contribute to um, literature in a direct and indirect way and also help them um, understand the process of writing read other authors there are social media platforms these days wonderful apps that, um, that showcases writings, irrespective of your background, irrespective of your education, irrespective of even irrespective of language. Uh, sites such as Pratilipi and StorySpace, Britco, there are apps, wonderful apps that can help with that. So I suggest my students to go to these apps or even publish their writings on social media, Facebook, or even create a blog using Blog, BlogSport, or Blogger. Or you know WordPress or something, and post their writings because once you publish your writing, once you you know bring it out, you know this is what I believe. Once you bring it out, you have that psychological uh, feeling that you you are you have you have written something. You are a writer. That is the feeling that we need to inject into a big into a writer who is starting off as a new writer.
1: So you coming know, to I, publishing, sorry. So, uh, sorry, Uh, you said about publishing uh, online and blogs and things. Coming to real publishing, uh, which is your area of research, we have to talk a lot in this, Mm, the mainstream publishing and uh, self-publishing, the major difference and uh, how you see that the mainstream publishing as monopolizing, commercializing, you can uh, please uh, give us more insights. On
2: those. Yeah, uh, one of the major areas of my research the research that I couldn't formally complete but I'm still interested in, an area that um, that uh, fascinated me was this uh, that publishing of making books basically I was focusing mostly on book publishing and uh, even though it is even though I was focusing on book publishing, uh, the, the very process of publishing itself isn't limited to publishing books. It includes publishing anything, publishing any kind of information. And in today's world, it is also digital publishing. So there is a tendency to usually compartmentalize publishing as only printing, printed publishing or book publishing or magazine publishing or newspaper publishing. It is not like that. Publishing in today's world, in 2021, as we look at it, it has both its digital and uh, printing, or printed counterparts. So publishing is a business. It is also an art, in that sense. However, more than that, more than a business, more than art, it has a controlling ability uh, and it controls the lives of uh, almost every other human being. The way our educational system is arranged, the way we conduct our schools, colleges, and universities, the way our researches are arranged, everything is based printing and uh, other forms of publishing, especially print publishing. Print has a, a major importance in publishing. That is why most people associate publishing probably with print publishing. Um, print publishing... Started start, starting from 15th century, the 15th century, from that uh, primitive uh, prototype created by Gutenberg. It evolved into um, a global institution. In present day, you have, in, in the case of books, you have probably six, five or six major publishers who are multinational publishers. Every other publisher that you come across, you hear about are Uh, only limited to one nationality or one locality. They cannot sell their own books in other territories without uh, the, uh, the proper help or channeling through these multinational publishing companies and their distribution agencies. In other words, if they say no, you can't release your book to a multitude of people. And what is the quality, what is the criteria that a writer has to go through in order to be published by any of these major publishing houses is also a very, very uh, tricky question because quality is nowhere to be seen. Quality is not at all the standard. Editing is not the standard. Nothing is the standard. Standard is what they create to be the standard. Standard, even the word standard has been created, manipulated by publishing houses across the world, especially in corporate publishing houses. Um, even an individual wants to publish his or her book, he or she has two ways, you know, two methods. One is to go to any of these major publishers and wait for their approval, and I say approval in quote unquote. Mm-hmm. This approval depends on your fitting into their criteria of quality, their standards, their standardization process. If you don't fit in, they label you as inadequate or less qualified or a person, a writer with low standards. You have, you'll have, you have to live with it. Authors uh, proudly project themselves having tons of rejection letters from these publishers hanging on their walls, breaking their wall tails. I don't think that is a narrative uh, innocently created to entice uh, their own Egos. It is a narrative that is injected in them, that is being taught to them. These so-called mainstream authors, legendary authors, even including a writer like Stephen King, American author. You know, these authors themselves believe that a publishing house is the is the sacrosanct authority of quality and uh, standard. So definitely that is affecting the common man. So my attempt was to uh, create an awareness among people that uh, publishing presently is this totalitarian, authoritarian practice. You can break out from it by being an individual who publishes his or her books. You don't need to be a publisher to do that. All you need to do is to go to a printer, talk your terms, uh definitely you can find a distributor so using these two agencies a printer and a distributor you can distribute it yourself or like Walt Whitman did you can do it yourself like for example if you if you if you have a lot of friends ask them to send them addresses send their addresses to you uh, postal addresses and you can mail them your book using any other postal service that your government runs, or that any other service, any courier service that a private firm runs, you can use your courier or postal service to send books. You can use the age-old money order system in India if you are an, if you are a person from India, or you can use uh, Google Pay or any other online payment platforms to uh, transact with your customers. So, in order to do that, you need to have a very good uh, network. Uh, and in order to build your network, you need to have a lot of social media presence. So if you're a person with a social media presence, a lot of followers, a lot of friends on social media, if you can influence them in some way, then definitely you can also sell a lot of books. Even if you sell just one book or 10 books, it doesn't really matter in my point of view because by publishing yourself, by printing your books out yourself, by designing your own cover, by doing... Uh, you know, the page layout yourself while doing everything after learning each and every process. It's a learning process. It's also a very satisfying process as well. It is like building a a small piece of art by yourself. Books uh, don't just become mass production in that case. Books become artifacts, you know. Every book independently. Individually created. Every book uh, has an individual identity, you know. So in that sense, every book becomes a piece of art. Um, so I was, I was intending to create that awareness using my research and I'm midway. Hopefully I'll be able to do that in the future. There are lots of things that uh, people need to know about publishing and about how the politics of publishing works. Mm -hmm. Um, in many cases, uh, in history, people books by themselves, there are legendary authors who have published their books by themselves. Like for example, Walt Whitman, as I mentioned uh, William Blake, uh, for example, in Kerala, Vaikyam, Muhammad Bashir, Krishna mm. Krishnapurullah. Mm. Uh, in many, many other cultures, you can see similar examples. Um, in Britain, I think, um, Eliot, Eliot had published a book by himself. So There are plenty of examples. And in today's world, there are certain things that you need to know in today's world in 2021. There are publishing houses that offer you self-publishing packages. I'm not Mm -hmm. talking about that. Mm -hmm. Even the term self-publishing has been commercialized, marketized, marketized and probably monopolized. Uh, I think certainly it has been monopolized. So self-publishing itself has been monopolized. Nowadays, you can have self-publishing companies. Self-publishing itself is a term which means the author publishing himself. So you have a publishing company that helps you publish your books for yourself. That is a paradox, right? So you have that paradox in today's book. You have publishing companies that even Penguin has a self-publishing
0: platform.
2: Yes, yes. Penguin has a self-publishing
0: platform,
2: yes. Yeah, that is... A House Publishing has a branch. In Malayalam, you have a state uh, major publisher in Malayalam. I don't want to name that publisher. Uh, They have a self-publishing branch who is not a multinational but is a major publisher in Malayalam with ties uh, in... Uh, across the world, all these major publishers having ties with all these people. So you know, basically, all these publishers are what they are trying to do: to monopolize. Um, you know, the word, very idea of self-publishing itself, uh, author publishing himself or herself. So that is what.
0: Uh, what these MNC brands do, you know, they, they sell uh, two yeah. brands under the same company so that they can tap into both the audiences and as just most of the authors have romanticized traditional publishing to the point where we won't even think beyond that, you know, we will just stick to it, we will not want to even leave it on self-publishing through, um, through by ourselves, we will not even go into that self-publishing page of the uh, you know, a, a publisher which we know. Uh, I would like to uh, end this uh, um, this segment of uh, LOL with um, a last question, and we will go on to the next segment, which is uh, which is called World of Ws. My last question would to you would be: um, All of us, you know, as writers, there are there are writers who say, when I'm asleep, I get like a line, and I start with that line to write. And there are some people who the first thing that comes to their mind when they start writing is the heading. Okay, I am a person, the last thing that, the first thing that comes to my mind before I write is the last line of my chapter. Last line comes to my mind and I start writing. So what is that for you? Is is, is that a single line or is that a single idea? Or what is the base for each short story or or like each chapter of your novella or novel?
2: But John Irving say the same thing. Like you said, he writes the last line first. Um, in my case, it is usually a scene, a uh, picture, an image. They try to capture. That is what I get. And uh, I have written about it in my book, um, Life After the Floods, a non-fiction book, Life After the Floods. It, it has an introduction where I have written how I get ideas. Um, if you are a new writer, you'll be able to benefit from that introduction. I've written uh, my methods, about my methods, about how I publish my books, about how I do these things in, in the professors, in the introductions of many of my books, so that uh, readers can, or budding writers, or aspiring authors can also benefit from it. Uh, my recent book, for example, Stories We Live, has an introduction that uh, talks about uh, a similar process of writing. Um I have published traditionally, and uh, uh, I have also self-published. As I said, my first book also was self-published. Um, being a writer, being a creative writer, uh, and being a being a self-published author, you know, when these two things merge, I believe this first picture that I get in my mind that I mentioned just now—the picture that I get—you know, I I was able to I am able to focus and uh, polish this picture better. I was able to find out the appealing elements or the or the element that can appeal to uh, my readers, you know, because I'm a self-published author. That is what I I, I have uh, realized. So at least once for every writer, it is important to publish his or her books oneself. Why? Because you will get an idea about what uh, it would be like to read your book like a publisher does. you know, Because in, in that case, you are... Very interesting. Mm. The publisher. So in that sense, this first image that I get sometimes about a book, about a story, I get to look at it from a different perspective also nowadays because I'm also a publisher and an author. So I get to look at that from a publisher's perspective also. Will Will this work like a novel? Will this be long enough to make it a novel or a short story or a novella? Or will this be good as a work of poetry? You know? Will this work in that? Or will it be a non-fiction? How can I better express this idea? The earlier stages I struggled with that but nowadays I get that multiple perspectives because I have indulged in all these practices. I believe that has been very, very, very very helpful for me. Yeah.
0: Interesting. Very interesting. Uh, I think now is the time for our next segment which is World of Ws. Uh, We have have this segment on love of literature this segment we just pose you like six questions what okay. where when how why all that and the, it, it's almost like a rapid fire it has to be on point so okay. we just gonna uh, ask those questions so you can answer us and let's see how it goes I think so, we can start with the first question yeah but uh, we will have to log in again uh,
1: yeah out. I okay. think we'll have to log yeah, in So this is a world of W's. Whoa, Uh, it's a a wrap actually. Um, We are wrapping the session with uh, a few questions and a quick answers. Just um, you can repeat whatever. So, what do you think is the future of traditional publishing? Bright.
2: Bright. Bright. (laughs) Bright
0: traditional publishing you can go on until two three lines will do it's okay you can go it's on okay. i mean <laughs> no, no, no. Bright. no 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 because
1: you are creating an awareness which is against the traditional publishing and yet you say it is going to be bright is it going to be bright anola you mean it Then what about the
0: self-publishing? What is the future of
2: self-publishing? Also bright. It's not uh, exactly. I cannot um, say that. It's not a definitive answer for self-publishing. For traditional publishing, it is bright, certainly. Mm. It is already brilliant and it is going to be um, amazing for traditional publishing. But for self-publishing, it will be... Um, an organic growth, I'd say.
1: Which is good. You know? Good for us all.
2: (laughs) Organic growth, that is what I'm going to call it. It is going to be an organic growth. It's going to be, it's going to grow. Mm, It's not going to stop somewhere and become brilliant, you know? But Mm. traditional publishing is already at a very uh, strong hold. And Mm. the amazing thing about self-publishing that I'd like to add, even though the time is not that much, I'd like to add that. The amazing thing about it is that you are not kind of. If you are a person who you know who's who doesn't want to be part of a uh, corporate conglomerate, and you just want to express your ideas, creativity, everything, and you just want to share your soul, as call it, with your readers, without caring about you know the institutionalized structure then you will enjoy self-publishing. If you enjoy the institutional factor, if you enjoy every other tinklet that comes with it, with the traditional publishing, with the you know glamour and all that, then you are going to love that. So basically, it is for a select few, you know. but it's, it's something that you have to be very, very um, careful about because you need to keep it precious. You need to save it for the future generations. Self-publishing, you need to save it for future generations. You need to let the people know, the future generation know that your creativity is not restricted to getting approved by a major corporate company. Your creativity is free. It's for you to express. Your expression is also not limited. You can you can print your own books. You can take it to market. It is your birthright. You are not limited. You know, you're not limited to do this within a certain area or within a certain um, group of people. You are able to reach the entire world with it. And using digital technology that we have today, don't even ask about the possibilities. So it's a growth for self-publishing, an organic growth, I'd say, not for the self-publishing companies. They are also the so-called, they are, they're already part of the traditional framework, you know, the corporate, but don't call them self-publishing companies. Like I, I don't I don't I have a problem with that. There are no self-published authors.
0: There are only self-published. authors. You know, that is the difference. <laughs> oh, definitely. So our uh, next author. question is: yeah. How can how can an aspiring author get his book book self-published? Like like you said, not through the self-publishing uh, platform. But how can what is the process? How can he go about self-publishing? Can he just jot down like a process chart or something for an author to do?
2: Yeah, the process of uh, self-publishing begins with your word processor. You can have your own computer and laptop. If you don't have it, then you have to depend on other people. If you have a good phone, it can also help. But you need to have a laptop or a desktop in order to do that better. You can format your books using your Word format, Word uh, Word software, Microsoft Word or any other word processor. You can also use um, you know, any other page makers that is available. Um, and uh, create your page layouts. Then you have to create a cover. If you are a good drawer, good artist, good graphic designer, you can do it yourself. Or you can also ask some artist to do that for you. You have to pay him for that. If you are a good editor, you can edit your book. Or you have to pay another person to edit your book. You have to outsource all those things. But you can do it yourself if you are good enough for that. I'm not for authors doing their own editing. I always prefer professional involvement in that because editing like writing is also a creative activity and uh, an editor can better do that uh, than a writer who has written his own or her own work because they'll have an objective point of view. Then you have to go and find a printer and get a deal. These days you have digital printers who can print your books on demand. So you can either print one copy or 10 copies or 100 copies depending on your demand. Usually copies would cost you around 40 to 50 rupees if they are 150 to 100 pages from a digital printer. So you can probably spend uh, 45 into 100, 4,500 rupees uh, and print 100 copies of your book. And you can sell it if you have 100 friends in your in social media who want to read your book. You can sell it to them. You can send them the book via courier or via postal service. Then if you want to enroll your book on various um, uh, online retailers, retailer sites like Amazon or Flipkart, you have to get get an ISBN number. And uh, it is Rajaram Mohan Roy Institute in India that gives you ISBN numbers, international book uh, numbers. So standard book numbers, international standard book numbers. Have to get it from them, You have to write to them in order to get uh, the ISBN. There is a process involved. You have to send your cover design image, your page numbers, etc., your synopsis, etc. And you have to wait for some time to get ISBN so that you can get a barcode. You have to pay 500
1: ISBN. rupees also.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, you, you have to do that payment also. But it's a long process. So you have to wait for some time even so without ISBN, sell it yourself. You can just make it. So, why short stories
1: and why a series?
2: Short stories. Short stories are uh, the are, are actually where my doorway to um, creative writing as a confident author, and um, a series of um, uh, short stories and series of um, uh, longer stories. Uh, I have written a series, a fantasy series, which is in Midway right now, which is published in Kindle by a traditional publisher. And I've written a series of short stories also. And series always uh, gives me, uh, like um, like a better expression of something uh, something higher. You know, so I always want to achieve something higher with my writing, and series always helps me. Uh, get that to my readers, a higher purpose, a higher uh, goal for my writing. CDs helps me that at least it gives the reader an assurance that I'm going to do something next. They'll have to wait for my writing. I'm not going to end this with this one book. You know, I just want to create at least that awareness in my readers. Uh, That is the purpose of CDs.
0: Great. Uh, Who are your target audience? Like, who are you focusing on? through your short stories and novellas and novels. Do you have like a specific niche of people? Um,
2: I have, um, I have uh, worked a lot on that because finding a niche audience is what usually writers take a lifetime to figure out. You have to be very aware about who your audiences are in order to make an impact among people. And my audiences are usually people who, who love literary fiction. That is the kind of stories that I write. Uh, so that is my niche. I believe literary audience love to read literary fiction. Yeah.
1: It was great. Uh, it was great having you, Anulal. Um, I, I, I wish this can go on and on, but uh, <laughs> podcast <laughs> has
0: two been. more. You no, no, there are okay. two more questions. Okay. Yeah. What are the <laughs> we yeah? Uh, out? I'll just shoot you those okay. two questions. This is this is about your uh next book, which is the novel that you were talking about. When uh, is it expected in the market? When are you going to publish it mm. by the end
2: of 2021 or 2022?
0: That's mm. great. So, mm. where can we find your work? Where can uh, like your our listeners find your work? And can you just uh, tell us the list of your work and
2: where we can find all of them The latest book is uh, Stories We Live it's a collection of short stories and um, all my works are available on Amazon most of them are listed in Amazon some of them are not uh, unfortunately but uh, you can find except two of them Wall of Colors and Other Stories and Prabhutha the Clear sighted except, except those two every other book of mine is available on Amazon uh, also available on kindle so you can go to kindle and purchase a copy of uh, my books my recent book is stories believe um, and uh, you will love these stories it's uh, something that i love personally something that i wanted my readers to read something that i wanted to share with um, people who love stories and people who love to read stories to others so it's something that i always cherished to bring out and finally i was able to do that, you know. So very nice. you can go find on Amazon and Flipkart or all those social uh, shopping sites. Yeah.
0: Oh, thank that's, you, thank you so much. Nice. Uh, to our media, to our listeners, I would like to say, uh, Mr. Anulal has uh, an anthology published called Better Than All Happy Ever Afters, and uh, he has a novella which called Mount Thurman, and there are a, a set of short stories. Uh, like Wall of Colors and other stories and he also has a book called uh, You Should Know How I Feel so as he says most of his books are available on Amazon and Kindle if uh, our um, listeners are interested in reading his books please go and search for him online. Thank you Thank you Anula
1: for uh, being with us. I hope you enjoyed have a good night
0: Um, We hope this episode brought you you a little bit closer to your love of literature. Thank you. See you next time. Bye.